conflict is unavoidable. You'll have conflict at work. You'll have conflict with people on social media, maybe even with a friend. But what if the conflict is your family? You can't really avoid family for the most part, although some of you may want to. But what what happens when you have conflict in your family? And that's what this episode is all about. Uh, this episode is family conflict and stress, how to handle it, and what you should do when you have conflict in your family. Coming up. Welcome back to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray. I am a board-certified counselor and the host of the Mental Health Today show. Today, we're talking about family conflict and uh, something that's really on my mind right now, although I don't have conflict in my family, but I am getting ready to go and visit my mother and father. Uh, I haven't seen them for a long time, and I'll be able to see my siblings as well. So why not talk about an episode that's very timely for me as I travel across the country to be able to see my family? And uh, and I said, I, I don't have conflict. Uh, I'm very blessed uh, that I do not have conflict or lasting conflict. I mean, growing up, I had conflict with my brother <laughs> uh, several times. Uh, I'm the youngest of the family, and so I got into a lot of things, and I remember very distinctly. I was little. I was a little kid, and I was fascinated by colorful things, and my brother had his tackle box out, and all of his shiny, colorful lures we're just there. They were just sitting there. He had it open <laughs> and he walks away. And I'm sure you can imagine what I did. I stuck my hands in it. I couldn't resist. They were really cool. And then I brought my hands up and I had fish lures dangling from my fingers because the hooks were in my fingers. And I was crying and screaming and I made my brother upset. <laughs> so there's definitely has been conflict um, in my family growing up. That's just part of it. That's part of life. When you have relationships, you're going to have conflict. But what I'm talking about in this episode is deep, lasting conflict that causes stress and anxiety, that causes people to, to want to avoid family, whether it's your parents, a siblings, uh, close relatives. You want to avoid them because of some something that happened, some conflict that really was not resolved. And if you're a family that really sweeps things under the, under the rug, when you avoid conflict or try to avoid conflict, it will eventually come out and it will damage your relationship at some point. And when you avoid conflict, usually the, 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 the favorite technique, if you will, is to avoid and to never talk to that person. Because you don't want to, you don't want to address it. You don't want to hit it head on. And so you just don't talk to them. You never see them. And maybe it's been years that you've seen that person. And it's possible that that person really, truly hurt you and wounded you and really caused a lot of damage to you. I've worked with a lot of kids uh, in my private practice and as uh, more recently at a school system. 
and I worked with them and the kids that I seen the most are the ones that had the most conflict with their parents. And that when it's not resolved can lead to a lot of damage and the earlier and uh, the worse the conflict is, the more lasting it becomes. And sadly, a lot of people do not resolve the conflict in their family and they go years and then usually somebody in their family dies and, and then that's how it's resolved, but it's not truly resolved. You don't truly reconcile. And why is that important? Why is it important for your mental health to reconcile with your family? Well, if you really want to have lasting friendships and relationships, it's important uh, to, to be able to have the same type of relationships in your family. And that can then cause, if you don't have the relationships, can cause anxiety and stress and depression. And whenever that person's name comes up or, or they try to message you in some way, it, it can trigger a response in you. So even though you've avoided that person because of the conflict, when that person's name comes up or a memory somehow pops up in your mind or they message you out of the blue, it creates a trigger. And that can really hinder your mental health. It could hinder your mental health between you and a, a friend or your spouse. And there's, there's always conflict with a family member, and that family member continues to get in the middle of the relationship, of your closest relationship that you have. That can cause a lot of stress and a lot of anger. And some of you have deep anger and that anger towards the family member because of the conflict bleeds over to those around you and maybe your kids. If you have children, they see your anger towards your own parents, perhaps. And then that causes them a conflict, internal conflict, whether they come to you or not. If you have children and you have conflict with your parents, your children do not probably won't know what that conflict is. And your children, all they see is their grandparents and they love their grandparents, but yet they hear you talking bad about them. And so that causes an internal turmoil within them. So when you, when you don't reconcile with your family member and you allow it to interfere with your relationships, it could hurt you and, and as well as those around you. And it's possible that this conflict is one way. Maybe you have the conflict. Maybe you're angry at somebody in your family, but they don't really know why. And so they continue to reach out to you, but you continually to avoid them and, and don't answer their calls. And they may never know until you tell them. So sometimes the conflict is not between two people necessarily. It could be just between one person uh, and the other person doesn't know why. They don't understand why 
or, or they don't know what they did to cause the conflict. And when you avoid uh, and, and withdraw, nothing gets done. There's no resolution. There's no reconciliation. And it just kind of hangs there. And if you see them maybe once a year, maybe for the holidays, the tension still is there and it never really leaves the the room, so to speak. That is, it's that 500-pound gorilla in the room. And everybody knows more than likely that there is stress and conflict, but nobody in the room, nobody that's there will do anything or say anything because they don't want to rock the boat. They don't feel like it's their place. Others of you, maybe you're not really an avoider, but maybe you're a, uh, you you hit it head on out of anger. You confront it and you are just explosive around that person. And every time you try to talk to them, your anger gets the best of you and you'll say things that maybe you shouldn't say or you'll do things that you shouldn't do. And you're, unfortunately, anger is something that everybody sees and hears. And if people see your reaction to, where, to, the, to the person that you're talking to, it could affect them. Your actions, your behavior, the words that you say can affect other people, especially if you have children. And if the people that are around you don't have the, the same conflict, they're, they're, they're going to wonder what's going on, or maybe they'll start to develop anger and bitterness towards that other person that you're angry at, and they don't know why, because nothing's talked about. Nothing is addressed. And I, I, speaking of my family again, I love my family. I love my parents and my brother and my sister. Uh, but I remember growing up that nothing, we had conflict, as I said, it wasn't major, but we had conflict. And really, I was never taught how to handle the conflict. It was always avoidance, avoid the conflict. Don't talk about it. Let's just sweep it under the rug and let's move on. And I can tell you from experience, that's not the most, not the most um, great thing to do because it does wear on you. And then, and then what it can cause is that there could be family secrets and nobody talks about it. Now, as I'm older, we're all older now, and we have learned to be able to talk to each other if we have conflict. I remember years ago, my brother and sister went to my dad and I. Uh, we all three went to my dad, and we talked to him and confronted him in a loving way. And uh, that, was, that was good for us kids to be able to do that. And, and now, as my dad is older and, and uh, we are able to have a much better relationship than I had growing up with him. And so I, I don't know if it, if it's that time that we went and confronted him or maybe something that happened afterwards, but we're able to talk and enjoy one another. And, and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. So a few things I want to encourage you to do. If you have stress, if you have conflict in your family and you're able to do something about it, then do something about it. Be the person to make the first move. Go to your family member. Go to your parents. Go to your kids. Go to your siblings. Go to your relative. 
whoever it is in your family that you have conflict and go to them. Be the first one to initiate. Don't wait for them to come to you. So you you are the first one to initiate. You uh, have to be, be willing to make the first move. Now, I know that you might be thinking, well, I'm not going to make the first move because that person, whoever it is, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my kids, they're the ones that caused the conflict in the first place. They should come to me. And they're probably thinking the same thing, that you should go to them. And what happens? If you both feel like one another should go to them first, nobody will go to anybody. And then it just sits there. It hangs there. You're avoiding until the next time you see them. That tension's still there. You don't talk about it until the next year. And it could be years. This tension and conflict and stress can be years and can last years and years and years. Unless somebody does something first. And I want to encourage you, you be that first person to initiate. And then when you go to them, then you can express remorse. Not necessarily saying that you were at fault here. It could be that a person that's at fault. And you might have every right to be mad and angry. But I want to encourage you to take the higher road and go to that person. You can express remorse for what happened and where you are in the relationship. You can express remorse of how you were hurt, how you were offended. Do it a nice way. But if you are the first one to initiate, you go to them and you express remorse for the situation, they're more likely to hear what you have to say. Instead of going to them and pointing the finger at them and blaming them for what is going on or how you're feeling, you go to them and express remorse for exactly what happened. And that's telling the truth. And then that might lead into forgiveness. It might, it might not. But you go and you express remorse. Then you can spend time with them. Now, this doesn't necessarily all happen at once. It might take a long time. Remember, you're just taking the initial step. You're going to them first. But eventually, you'll be able to start spending time with them again. You'll be able to admit that there is tension there still, and then, and, and you maybe express your desire to be able to build that relationship back again so you can be back in harmony, at least be willing to be around each other without getting upset and angry and that tension from being there. And if this is a public, uh, if it's public and everybody in your family knows about the conflict and stress, then let them know what you're doing. You can show them that you're willing to make the first move because you are, you are to working on your mental health. And if your conflict with your family member is wearing on your mental health and causing you depression or anxiety, anger, all these different things, if it's causing you that much anguish, then if you start to make steps, take steps to reconcile and to bring reconciliation into your relationship, people around you will see that and that will help them to be able to do the same with the conflicts in their life. None of us are taught or very few of us are taught how to handle conflict. I wasn't when I was, when I was raised. 
and very few actually follow through with what I just talked about. Some of you might be thinking, I'm not going to do that. I understand. But if you want to really truly grow in your mental health, even in this, even when someone has offended you in a way that is hurtful and, and really damaging your, uh, your relationship perhaps with others, you need to make the first move. And it's not really for the other person. It's for you. It's for you to let go of that conflict for you to at least attempt. Now you might go to the other person and try to resolve that conflict and they may not receive it. That's okay because you have done your part. And so if you are struggling and maybe you are listening to this episode because of the title, uh, talking about family conflict and stress, and maybe you're going through that right this very minute and you're thinking of that person and maybe it's, um, maybe you're sad and maybe perhaps somebody in your family, maybe it's your grown children that has anger and resentment towards you. And maybe they have a right to that. Maybe you did something to them and caused them to, to feel that way. I don't know. I don't know your situation, but if you do, if you have somebody in your life that you caused a conflict, then again, it's going to be really important for you to go to that person first and express your remorse for the division, the void that it's caused between you and that family member. And when you can go to that family member and you can admit your mistakes and you can admit what you did was wrong and then express your desire to repair that relationship, that could be a very powerful thing and that could be very freeing and you can actually create a relationship that's even stronger than before. uh, If you allow that to work in your life. And so I want to encourage you to work on that, to be the first one to initiate to express your remorse and even forgive or ask for forgiveness. Admit that there's tension or has been tension in your relationship and you want something different. And then spend time with them. Be willing to spend time with them and and do things with them if you can, or or even if it's a long distance, call them on a regular basis. But I'm a firm believer that life is too short to hang on to the conflict. And I think one of the most important things that any of us have is our relationships with our family. And sometimes the relationships in our family are so, are are so bad and spiteful that we forget that we forget about the times when, when we were raised as children and, and we forget about the good times we had because it's easy to focus on all the bad But life is too short to not try to repair your relationship with your family member. And it will help grow you and strengthen you in your mental health. 
if you continue to avoid it and not address it, it will continue to harm your mental health. You can't keep pretending because it's your family. And so I want to encourage you, if you're thinking of someone right now that there is a a strain in a relationship, be the first to initiate and go to them and really try to mend and repair that relationship. Do what you can. And if they won't receive it, then you really can't do anything else. But at least you tried. And then you move on. You, you work on yourself and work on forgiving and, and express your grief, but then you move on. That's healthy. And so I want you to be healthy in your relationships with your family. So I can't wait. I can't wait to go and visit my family and uh, to be with them. And, and it's just fun. Uh, it's unfortunately we're around, uh, we're all over the United States, but at least once a year we get together and we just have fun together and we celebrate and it's a good time. And I hope that you have that, or I hope you will have that with your family. And I want to encourage you that it's not, it's never too late to try. It's never too late to try to mend your relationship with your family member. Well, I hope this has been encouraging to you. I I appreciate you being here and listening. If you're new, thank you so much. And I would appreciate if you would go and subscribe to my my channel and uh, leave a rating and review. That always helps. Make sure you go to mentalhealthtodayshow.com. And reach out to me if you want. You can see or find me on Twitter at John P. Cordray. Love to hear from you. I I, I love getting uh, messages from listeners and uh, you letting me know uh, if an episode was helpful for you or if you have an idea for a topic. Reach out to me. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Take care, my friends. Take care and work on your mental health. And until next time, God bless.